Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by IMP. You or your loved one could be just one telephone ring away from a scam caller stealing thousands of dollars. That's why engineers built the IMP system, the smart call blocker for landline phones. IMP stops 100% of unwanted landline calls before they ring. For more information, go to joinimp.com. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, with Tipa Snow. And Tipa, if someone said to you years ago, but I've heard it recently again, uh, dementia does not rob someone of their dignity. It's our reaction to them that does. Now, was that you that said that, or was that somebody else uh, wise? That was, and... that, was, that was me. And boy, have I sort of gotten all kinds of different reactions on that one, interestingly enough. Well, why would you get any sort of reaction but a positive reaction? Because um, mm-hmm. I, I, there's there's an underlying story to this that's brought it up recently, and we won't necessarily go into that one in great detail unless you want to share some of it. But it's it's so interesting to watch people how they oh you've got dementia and then they mm-hmm. dumb the language down and you know it's or they quit even talking to the person and talk to the person beside them because you know you they have dementia so I'll talk to their care partner. Oh, how long have you had dementia? How long has she had dementia? (laughs) So is she doing any better? Get right here. That's me. How am I doing? Um, So it's interesting. So I get some negative comments. It's like, how can you say that? Dementia so diminishes people. And it's like, that's the point right there. You know, if you believe that dementia makes someone less, you're the, unfortunately, you're the person I'm talking about. I get the gut reaction of, I've lost the person I had before. And that's grief. And I think we should recognize and address your grief. And when the person living with dementia feels like I've lost my life, we should address that grief. But that's not dignity. Dignity is when I say you are a whole human being with whole value, and I respect you as a person. And that hasn't changed at all. What does need to change is how I respond to you and that I can't simply do a reaction. I can't do what I did before because it would hurt you. It would hurt me. It doesn't work. So I've got a choice. You know what? Your development of dementia, you didn't get a choice. It wasn't like you said, oh yeah, I'll take that one. Um, So for me, it's like, I have an option. And I choose to respond, not to react. And when I choose that, my goal in that is to help maintain you as the person um, and recognize your validity and your your personhood, um, because that to me is the bottom line. Would this be more common in associations with a person with uh, FTD, frontal temporal mm-hmm. dementia, because they, they can seem so present and so in the moment, but then instantly forget that they were talking to you. And it's, is that one of the more frustrating forms of dementia? I think for, um, and so, you know, the idea that FTD, it has so many different presentations, but for instance, you know, I, I can't keep up with a sequence. So when we're talking, we have a back and forth and then that's gone in that moment because it's called working memory, not recall. I'm not into recall. I'm just into working memory and I can't keep up with what we just did. So I'm standing and I might say something like, well, what do I do now? 
And rather than say, well, what did I, you know, you're making coffee. You, you have to put the coffee in the, in the, in the filter. And it's like, okay. And so what happens is we get frustrated because I can't do what I used to do. And it's a real different thing to say, oh, you're wanting what comes next. Tell you what, here's the filter, open that canister. Yeah, you got it. Okay, now one scoop and now the next one, let's get another scoop out of it. Okay, you've done it. Excellent, close the canister. You got it. And now push this one right in here. And you can't see what I'm doing. Obviously, you can hear my words, but what I'm doing is using a lot of visual cueing in this particular instance. So that's how you maintain dignity uh, is respond rather than, well, what? I mean, you're going to make coffee, Greg. I mean, have you not made coffee before? What's wrong with you? I mean, oh my gosh. And if I have a type of dementia, a frontal temporal where I've lost language. So, you know, the, the situation you're referring to is the Bruce Willis thing, um, which, you know, I was working with Bruce Willis and his family um, at his wife's request because they were starting to really have a hard time figuring out how do we do this? And they had a support structure team, but I mean, this different kind of skill stuff that we talk about is turns out to be super important. And so really helping everybody sort of switch gears a little bit and get more supportive and less um, less trying to make things happen and more supporting things happening. And if you don't have language, boy, do you have to learn some strategies that are different. It's difficult um, for the average person, but when you take it to somebody like a movie star or a former Supreme Court Justice of the United States, where people have this memory, this expectation, this woman was a genius, this man was a brilliant actor, and it's not there anymore. The person is there. Yeah, the person is there. So how do you how do you connect to the person? Well, you know what? If I used to be a famous person and I don't see myself as a famous person, my world is smaller. But every now and then when I go out, there's this glimmer of people are taking pictures of me. Well, that's fine. But yelling at me, you know, that's not something I think anybody enjoyed. And the challenge is now, now when I don't enjoy something, I might react to it. Not because I need to, but because now I don't, I don't get that part. So I think, you know, really recognizing uh, when people are public figures that I still want to be a human who goes and does stuff. And I would love to have the ability to do that, but I'll need support to do that. But I also should have the right to do that. I mean, and so for me, it's just like, oh, guys, come on. I mean, would you want me going in the bathroom with you and taking pictures of you? Would you want me, you know, jumping in front of you when you're driving your motor vehicle and snapping a pic? You know, like how how distressing that could be for you. I mean, and you're not, but it's coming out of nowhere for folks sometimes. And it's not just famous people. It's, you know, when I come up behind somebody and go, oh, how you been? And it's like, she's I didn't know you were coming, but we talk about, you know, bad things can happen when you surprise me and my brain is not prepared for that, essentially. So I think social media, and this could be a whole other topic, but social media has led to a bit of that because people want to get that picture, the selfie, and with the famous person in the background. And and there's not much consideration in normal circumstances given to stars or famous people or judges or anybody else, but to, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it would be frustrating to be the care partner in that situation because you can't say to everybody what you would really like to say. It starts with bad words. 
Leave us alone. It's like, excuse me, we're just trying to have coffee. And, and so I, you know, I encourage this sort of thing. I walk over to somebody and say, um, I understand you're really excited. I'm going to ask you for a huge favor. We're just trying to have coffee. And if you want to take a pick from over here, hey, that's, that's all on you. Um, please respect the boundaries because this is us going out to have coffee. And if you go beyond that, you know, that's really not okay. And we will have to leave. And that's really not fair because we just got here. Yeah. You don't want to hire a bodyguard just to go and have coffee, but so. But I mean, you're going to have to have companions who have skills, especially when you don't have the skill you used to have. I mean, you can't do this for yourself and that's hard. I mean, and, you know, honestly, it is one reason why people sometimes become secluded, even not famous people, because it's just too hard to go out when people keep bombarding you with things that you can't do. Yeah. So the nice part is that I'm hearing Tipa say that people reach out. And so you don't have to be a famous person to reach out to Positive Approach to Care. You have some services available to the average Joe Jane citizen that can what, pick up the phone, they can email? How can, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, people can text, people can call, people can, can email. Um, you can go on our website and chat. We have free half-hour consults. We have, you know, we have courses, we have opportunities, we have, um, we have webinars, we have free things, videos, we have our podcasts. Um, we try really hard to be accessible, but we also try to be responsive. So if you go on and you go on our website, you can chat we have live people um you know there's a little bit of a bot thing i guess but not for long because you know if you say i need help well then we'll go yeah okay fine coming off we'll we'll, we'll either type with you or we can actually connect and follow deepa thank you very much you're welcome thank you greg this edition of Dementia Care Partners is brought to you by joinimp.com the smart call blocker for landlines for more information on dementia care, visit tipasnow.com. If you're signed into your Spotify account, we'd love to get your feedback. How? Click into the episode details and look over the episode question and poll. Send us your comments and vote so we can answer your questions and better tailor this content to your needs. We look forward to hearing from you.